everybody, and welcome to this month's edition of A Study in Games, a podcast by Little Rock Games. Uh, this month, we've been doing a series of mobile games and talking about them as game developers and things that we like about them, things that are interesting about them. And uh, this month is a little bit of a special situation because of coronavirus has keeping us in our own homes instead of snuggling up next to each other like we tend to do for this podcast. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we're all recording it from um, remotely, so there might be a few differences in quality and things like that, but don't worry, we're, we're, we're all okay and alive and in our own homes. Uh, at least at the recording time. We... <laughs> at least as of this, exactly. as of today. Um, so, Fingers crossed. Yeah, and but well, for this month, while we've been stuck in our own adorable homes, we've been playing <laughs> a game for uh, for mobile called Adorable Home, uh, and it's a game by oh my goodness, I already forgot. Lazy who it's Queen. By. Somebody Queen. Who Lazy Queen? Queen, I think. Lazy isn't, Queen, isn't it? Uh, game something Queen. Lake Queen. Oh, oh, Lake Queen. Lake Queen. <laughs> That's, I was like, that doesn't sound right. That's okay. probably better than Lazy Queen. <laughs> probably. And I chose this game because it's uh, really different from some of the other games we've played so far because it's a really simple, cozy, idle game that doesn't encourage you to sit there and play with it for hours and throw the money. But, it, you know, there's some other interesting things to talk about. Um, and so with that, I'm Olivia. I'm Brad. I'm Danner. I'm Robbie. And I'm Joe. And yeah, and so we, now it's time to talk about the game. It's, we were all really confused about the order of our names because we're not sitting next to each other <laughs> anymore. Really point. <laughs> it's a little weird when you're, yeah, when you can't see each other. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Things be different these days. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, what about initial thoughts on the game? Brad, do you want to start us off? You really want to start with me? <laughs> well, yeah. I, um, well, your I'm, name's I'm on my screen right now, so. I'm literally playing it right now, clipping my little cat's fingernails. Um, so, um, I, I didn't, I see what it's doing, and I didn't hate it. It's maddening. It had parts of it that are maddeningly frustrating to me. Um, there's there's uh, just to go over a little bit of it you're you have a house with your partner and you have a bunch of cats and you're the whole thing is you're getting the currency of the game is love and you're trying to get more love and you get love through taking care of your cats and and making meals for your partner and uh yeah it was the whole taking care of the cats mini games were just kind of frustrating and uh, slightly maddening. But again, I didn't hate it. I'm still playing it. It's uh, interesting for what it is. I, I did like the simplicity of it, but we can talk about all those little elements more here in just a moment. Who's next? I'll go. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I do appreciate kind of the, the pacing of the game. Uh, but similarly to Brad, the, the mini games of which, as far as I know, there are three, uh, just didn't, didn't quite connect. And those are the most interactive parts of the game. So it's kind of odd that, uh, you know, I feel like there could be a little bit more done there to improve those. 
So I guess I would echo part of the same. Um, uh, the the mini games didn't really grab me, but I really like kind of what they're doing with the game, and it did make me think about what's different about games in the mobile space than games in other places, and we'll probably get into that later on. Yeah. Yeah, I for me also the 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 disconnect between the mini games and the rest of the of the things that are happening actually was kind of weirdly reminiscent of Lily's Garden, which we covered last last month, I think. Um, that it felt like there was one thing going on in the main areas of the game, and then something completely different happening with the the things that help were the sort of biggest help for you to gain love um, as the currency. So. Um, it would be interesting to talk about that. Um, and also, I think getting back to Brad's point for me, talking about some of the reasons that the mini games were um, not like they, they weren't as compelling as, as they maybe could be, um, that would be good for me as well. But I love the, the kind of design of the spaces and the, and the, the kind of beautiful little hand drawn artwork was really enjoyable for me. Yeah, I agree with that, absolutely. Yeah, so the mini games, it's it's easy to talk about those a lot because that really when you're engaging with the game, most of the time that's really what there is to do, is just to, to do that, to get a little bit more love, but really it doesn't feel to me like that's what the game is. Um, like the point of the game isn't to play mini games and, and get points. Uh, to me, it was it's just sort of like a little meditative like capsule like essentially because you can decorate your home and everything like that but really it's just sort of taking a moment to sort of look at this space and what's going on in it and that's one of the really interesting things about it to me too is sort of the simplicity of it and you know if, if you take the mini games out there isn't really much of a game but it still sort of feels like this little like this little window into someone's life and that's a really interesting sort of situation for this game to explore. Yeah, I, I like oh. the idea of that um, look, that that uh, uh, intimate look into the lives of these sort of characters and their cats and their home. Um, and, and like Joe said, tying that together with the, the nice, uh, very clean, very simple, but but pretty art. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, so I like the idea of that kind of look, but there was such a disconnect between that meditative space that you're talking about and then the the frantic frustration of trying to pet that cat or cut its fingernails or give it a bath <laughs> that, uh, that, that kind of really took me out of that in a lot yeah. of ways. And, and honestly, because of that, I ended up not really doing the mini games. I, I guess same, same. I just, I, I would just get, you know, the, the love from feeding the cats and from the, from making your partner lunches. Um, and occasionally, once I figured out you can exploit one of the mini games, I would do that one every once in a while. Um, oh, which one? The the bathing one. If you tap, if you tap in the middle of the perfect temperature, oh. it will just jump to that temperature, so you don't have to worry about the weird wonky motion controls. Um, oh yeah! Wow, huh? And yeah, and then okay. I did them once or twice each, just to sort of see what they were, because they're they're really cute, but the they're sort of wonky and not very well-polished like actual games um, yeah. but which is why I sort of chose to engage with it purely on sort of this you know it, it maybe it's because I'm also playing Animal Crossing right now but I was just really fascinated <laughs> with decorating the outside spaces and the inside spaces and just seeing the little pictures and and just that sort of thing 
but we, it's worth talking, right, about how the only way to decorate the inside spaces is to gather love. And so yeah. the primary way to do that with any consistency is to do the mini games, right? So um, like you could wait for weeks to gather love if you just did it from everything but the mini games. Um, but the furniture and the other kind of little tidbits that are fun to put into the spaces are so expensive that um, like, I, I guess for me, that's, it's, it's interesting to me to think about, as we have with other mobile games, what the economics of that are and what they're hoping their audience is going to do. Like, mm -hmm. if they're going to be frustrated by those games and so they made them deliberately frustrating so that you'd be like, I don't want to play this. I just want to decorate. So I'm going to pay, pay to do that. Um, so those are the kinds of questions that came up for me. Yeah, see, I, was, I wasn't even thinking about that at all because I was really approaching it as, so to me, the mini games felt like a way for me to be like, well, I, I did all the, like I got gathered my, I check on it every day, I gather the basic stuff, but I still want to engage with it, so here's a thing I can do with my time. To me, it didn't feel like, because really it's, and a lot of these idle games are sort of about being patient and seeing things, you know, sort of accumulate over time. Um, yeah. And, but it's really interesting, though, because there definitely is that element, right? Because on one level, you want to engage with it and make all those little notifications saying that this cat has love for you to go away by doing the mini games. Mm -hmm. But it's there's like sort of two levels of engagement there um, that I find interesting. Yeah, I don't think the the mini games were ever their focus. They, they it was more like. I guess I, I maybe an afterthought. It's not really a fair way to say, but I do kind of feel like it's almost an afterthought. Yeah, and I yeah. You know, go, go ahead, Tanner. Uh, well, I was just gonna say I think it's it's interesting because uh, I really uh, feel like it would be better without the mini games at all in their current state. Like yeah, they are they're buggy enough that it's mainly just distracting to me. I think they would be fine if they could fix a few of the issues. And it mainly seems to be uh, very technical related, like swiping doesn't really yeah. map right. And like the balance game for, for wa like washing the cat doesn't really, it just jumps around randomly in a way that doesn't feel very uh, rewarding. Yeah. Um, and I think those mini games could have been perfectly fine uh, additions um, if they were just, just a little bit uh, more polished. Or if, like what Robbie was saying, with um, m maybe the 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 mini games weren't the whole point, um, that it's and I think Olivia said this too, um, that it's a it's a a thing about being in that space over a long period of time and seeing these things grow as you slowly accumulate those. I really like games like that. Um, Suki Adventure does that. There's a a game about. Uh, there's a game called Verity about um, growing cacti yeah, and a little planter. Good. Super slow, super relaxing, and very, 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 very long term. I mean, it's okay. literally has a little snail that goes around, and that's about the most action that you see is this <laughs> snail moving. And what's um, interesting about this is that there, there's actually a lot of these games on mobile of really similar ones. And I yeah. picked this one because it was really like self-contained and approachable and you know, there's, you can still sort of get the gist of it just by playing it for a little bit. But, um, but it's, it's still worth mentioning that. So Verity is really interesting in that, like, there, it, they, it doesn't, 
feel the need to give you those mini games to give you a reason to sit exactly. there and nap. Whereas this game did make the choice to do that. Um, and even a lot of those other games, Suki Adventure doesn't do that either. So it, it does feel like it's a little bit antithetical to that sort of meditative experience that, that the genre tends to go for. Um, that yeah. being said, it, it is a cute reason to have more little animations and interaction with the cats, but I, but I almost feel like they could have done it a little bit differently and still sort of captured that. Well, I feel like if they would have um, not focused on, uh, well, well if, they, if they really wanted it to be more of a meditative st space, they would have given us more space. They could have given more space. They could have given more, um, more just space to inhabit. Um, and Suki's Suki Adventure kind of does that. Um, but having it where you had to keep going through these mini games in order to get more, uh, to buy more space, basically, more rooms and more interactable pieces. Um, I think that kind of took away from that whole idea of what you could do in that space, that the, the meditative part of it. I wonder how much of that is budget. Do we know how big the the team was that worked on this? No, but just based on like the level of interaction and the fact that there's not a lot of animation, like I imagine it's a pretty small team. Um, I guess I could look it up, maybe find out. Yeah, it's wild too, right? That like part of the game isn't even finished, right? So you, there's a, like there, the bathroom is shown and it says, oh, eventually this will exist. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I think partly getting back, kind of listening to what you guys are saying, um, I think part of it for me was playing the other games we've played so far and having, because I play so few mo mobile games that um, I, my expectations about what I was supposed to be able to do were skewed by, things like Game of Sultans and Lily's Garden. So I was expecting lots of interactivity. And so my, my sort of rep repetitive mode with this game was to go in, do every sort of cat mini game I could, gather as much love as I could, decide whether I wanted to build anything and then shut it down for the day. And because that became, that loop became pretty boring for me pretty quickly because the mini games weren't really strong. Um, that just meant that it, for me, it was less about what I actually thought of the space or looked at and more about, okay, well, this, this loop doesn't feel enjoyable. Um, but yeah, that's one totally of, oh. valid. And I was just, that was all I was going to say. <laughs> Go ahead, Robbie. Thank well, you. That's part of what's interesting about this game and games like it for me. Um, you know, the, the phone is something you carry around all the time. And if you're not the kind of person, if you're the kind of person that really hates that idea and you're the kind of person that frustrates all your friends and leaves the phone in another room for hours at a time, you would probably hate this game. Or this game would turn you into the sort of person that wants to carry your phone around. Because you end up, in playing this game and games like it, you end up with a space that kind of feels your own. Yeah. And that's part of, like, that's something that you can pretty much only have that would it would only feel uh, justified uh, as an app on a phone. If I had a if I had a Game Boy game and I had to put a cartridge in it to have a, an experience like this, I would feel like I wasted my money because you can only have yeah. one cartridge in there at a time. But on a phone, you can have a million different apps and you can close out of it whenever you want. But whenever you want, you can revisit this Zen space. 
Yeah, and, and I do want to mention, so I did look it up. So it's developed by Late Queen as well as Hyperbeard, which is, in fact, according to their website, the largest mobile game developer and publisher in Mexico. Uh, they also uh, oh. published Suki Adventure, Brad. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. I'm, oh, that's um, wild. And I love that their, their sort of little tagline on their website is, we make little games big. <laughs> it's really cute. So that's, oh, that's neat. I just wanted to clarify that it's not just Lake Queen. It's also Hyperbeard Games. And that's yeah, cool. Hyperbeard has uh, more than just Suki's advent Suki Adventure. Yeah. Of, uh, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, another game about cats. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. Well, and to Robbie's point, and I think yours too, Olivia, when I mentioned to my son that this was the game we were going to be podcasting this month, he said, oh, all my friends play that game. So clearly there's an appeal. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I wonder if it might also be a little bit generational that, yeah, for me, my phone is something I use only when I... I mean, I, I kind of don't think about it in between getting texts. Like, so it's really not a, a thing I have as much as maybe other people in kind of in my everyday, ever-present state. Um, not that I'm super old, but I'm older, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking. We are all young at heart. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, though I'm as old as you are, and I am the opposite of that. I use my phone for gaming and, and some other, a few other apps more than I use it for anything else, more than I use it for texting, certainly more than I use it for making phone calls. Um, right, right. In fact, I would say that, that my phone is, that, that mobile is probably my main, it's become my main uh, gaming platform. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because it's always with me, you know, I can always, uh, quick, quick and easy games. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a distinction between, like, bite-sized games that in mobile right like it's some games like game of sultans and lily's garden you can just sit there and play it however long you want but this game sort of purposely captures that sort of oh i'm gonna play this for just a couple minutes every day you know right interestingly um just i was thinking about because initially i didn't really understand how the cat food differences worked and then i noticed that the clock timers on the cat food bowls change based on the fancier foods so in other words if you um if you give you the, the cats better food it takes less time before you can collect love from them um and refill their food bowls again um mm. and so it's interesting to me like for me that was a non-issue because i was only playing it once a day um but it does raise that question about if there's somebody who can't wait to get back to it and and that's yeah. the limiter um, yeah, because I mean, I would check it. I would, I usually would get like the second most, the second cheapest food, and then I would check it like two or three times a day just to collect that. But that was really how I engaged with the game was just to keep my cat's food bowl fed and my my partner fed, and then buy a new house plant or something, and then close it. And that was usually how I how I engaged with the game. Yeah, uh, can we talk about uh, the whole feeding your partner thing? Um, sure. Was. Did anybody else find it weird that you as the main character, really, you're only, the only thing that you ever do is watch TV, uh, take care of cats, and make dinner for your partner? Is that, was it? Was I, it dinner was or weird? lunch? Well, yeah, it was lunch, whatever. Lunch. Well, the one, the way that I sort of approached it was the, the only, the only way to make that less weird is if you turned it into a, a house cleaning simulator. 
yeah. And that would not, <laughs> I mean, that just wouldn't be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even do that in real life. Yeah, can we why talk would, about why would I do you, it in mobile? If you have all twelve cats, I think taking care of their litter boxes is a full time job. So, oh, I didn't. What what is their litter box? I don't. I didn't oh, get a litter box. That thing. was a joke. There's no litter box. Oh, I just think there oh. should be a litter box. Oh, if you have to I got you. Yes. I thought I didn't get to that level. Like like at some <laughs> level, you get to this thing where you get litter boxes. <laughs> I guess it could be that sandy patch in the backyard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst level up ever. <laughs> at level well, ten, you have to clean out their litter boxes. So let me let me just bring up another thing. Um, in that. We, somebody mentioned like that the kind of zenness of this and I think part of what really disrupted that for me is that um, I so it became clear that there were certain mechanical elements that I had some control over right so I knew if I clipped the cat's nails I would get 80 whatever love if if I wanted um, but one of the things that really challenged me and I think it's partly just the way I interact with games in general is that there was no indication about some things having like some choice about them and other things having no choice about them. And I guess what I mean by that is like, if, if I choose a particular piece of furniture, I don't have any sense whether that means more love, less love, the same amount of love than some other thing that I'm picking. Mm -hmm. And, but it turns out as Brad kind of told me uh, over the course of the month, like if you pick a certain bento box and a certain type of food, then you get more love from your partner essentially. Right. And if you match those things up in a particular way, that gives you more love. Um, and all those things are discoverable, I guess. But I guess it just really messed with me that that there was no indication other than a really vague sense that some things give you love, some things don't, some things give you more love if you do them in a certain way. Yeah. A anyway, mean, that's that's my whole thing. From a mechanical perspective, that is definitely frustrating. Because I, I couldn't, sometimes I would get more, sometimes I'd get less, and I never really paid much attention to it. I was just like, oh, I guess, I guess they weren't feeling like, seafood spaghetti today or whatever like I totally wasn't ever approaching it as oh how much love can I get I was just <laughs> doing the things that I was like okay well it makes sense to have a burger with fries as a side and that's right. what I'm going to give them for lunch today I never paid attention to any of that like so but the amount Olivia, of love I was getting was that's full that's how I that's how I approach my whole life is <laughs> how much love can I get so, if the game's if not going to tell me that, if you fed people sushi more, Joe, that's going to be. If you fed people sushi more, you would get it. It's going to totally disrupt my ability to function as a codependent <laughs> person. I need to know how much love I'm going to get from Joe every just action. Gazed into the void and saw a reflection <laughs> of himself exactly. in this game. Well, well Olivia, I did the opposite of what you do. Um, I, I, even it was just through accident. Um, I saw somewhere online that said the best combination was all of the most expensive sushi pieces and put it into the Japanese uh, f sort of floral black and red mm -hmm. uh, bento box. And that would always get you the most. And so, spoiler yeah, they alert, got sushi by the way. <laughs> every day for lunch. Uh, yes, my, my partner got sushi every day. Uh, uh, yeah, every day for lunch in the best box. And that was really the only way that I made money. But the timing of the partner coming home and leaving, was that a regular thing or was there a, I, I, I honestly it always don't seemed know. random. I feel like I, I don't, my gut told me that it's like whenever you make them lunch, they leave like a couple hours after Like it's, it's based on when you provide okay. lunch for them, but I still that couldn't, sounds right. but it still was sort of 
are like sometimes when like if I forgot to make them lunch at all, they would just be gone. So it might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then other times I would make a lunch and I would come back the next day and they wouldn't be there. And then I'd come back the day after and they'd, so it would be like 48 hours between the lunch and their return. And for me, again, that was like, if I want, if, if I'm in a game where I'm expecting I guess if, if this game for me is a regular occurrence in my life, which is I, how I was treating it, like for those kinds of, and again, it probably just messed with me as a, as a person who, you know, <laughs> who needs certainty. Um, but like, I wanted my, I, I wanted to confront my partner and be like, where have you been? <laughs> like, where's my love? Part of that's my personality, but part of it is like, if, if, if I'm going to go to a game like this, I want some certainty, I guess. And, and that's, that's yeah. me. Yeah, I guess it, that's, that's just so, so interesting. Cause I did the total opposite. I just opened it to be like, I wonder what's going to be, what's, what it's going to be like today. Is my partner going to be there? Maybe, maybe not. We'll just see. And are they going to be fishing in the backyard or are they like, I just, I just wanted to see, uh, and, and I had no like inkling of like when or why things were happening. But I, I think this game is a pretty good example of uh, being conscious of the, the design choices you're making um, and how you want the player to feel when all of those are sort of in tandem and how they experience the game, which I think is particularly relevant for mobile games, uh, right? Because, um, you know, it's doing a couple things, right? Like you're literally commodifying love, uh, which is uh, a whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, but then also when you turn it into, okay, well, if I play with these cats and watch the video, I can get like 500 love for each cat. Um, it sort of seems to naturally incentivize that with also the hidden mechanics of like, how much love am I going to get for, for doing this thing versus another to sort of pull you in and uh, try and get you to maximize it. At least that's how I felt. Uh, so, you know, some, some sort of conflicting uh, design principles, it sort of seems. You know, if, if you want people to come in, play the game, feel very zen and relaxed, um, the, the mini games feel like they're kind of distracting from that. Uh, and I don't know, I think, I think there, there are ways it could have been brought together in a little bit more of a unified vision. Yeah, it definitely feels like um, like if someone made this as a prototype and then everybody, I mean, it just seemed like it needed one more iteration of, uh, you know, of just, of just working through the idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, like what, like what are you, what are they trying to say with buying things with love? Why does that tie into the experience? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel like the, the logic went something like this. It was like, well, so you're going to be in this home and you're going to be getting some sort of currency from performing this task. So what sort of currency will your partner and your animal give you? Well, they give you love. And I feel like the, that's sort of where it ended. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But like if they had just gone like one step further and, and even, even if that is, even if that's what they wanted to settle on and clearly it is, like if they like well, what does that imply or like what what are we trying to say with that that could have given them another mechanic or maybe it would totally. have changed some small thing in the game or even just updated the ui or something that would have tied it all together yeah and well, like it, instead of it being random you know if if there was some sort of if you do want to sort of gamify the minute to minute mechanics right like have my partner have a sort of preferences right and if i can can learn those and be consistent i can get more love that way 
by I don't, that feels like more of like a wholesome experience uh maybe more in line with with what the game at least to me seemed like it wanted to be or how it advertised itself yeah right like it, it would be interesting to be able to have those evolve too so uh instead of having it where you just feed them sushi every day and they give you the most love um those kinds of preferences that that you guys were just talking about if if there was some kind of give and take metric in the mechanics that would that, that that would make it a little more unique each time or different combinations do different things or even it's if you had something where it kind of um, um, generates generative where it grows uh, their likes and their preferences based on what you've done before in the past. Well, um, I was going to, yeah, compelling. I was going to say too that like, I mean, for me, one of the biggest challenges of this game was that I really wanted to be able to communicate with my partner. Um, for me, just having uh, their presence was was nice in a way, but then I was like, can't we communicate? And it seems like such an obvious design choice that you could make, right? To say, well, what if my partner said things like, oh, I'm feeling really tired this week. And there was some sort of relationship between, or today, right? Like I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I'm in, I'm in the mood for something exciting or, you know, like, so my partner gives me sort of signals and then those signals lead to some loop with the food or even yeah. with other stuff, like, like, um, not just buying things to decorate, but like, you know, oh, I, 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 you know, I put the plant near where you sit and do your work. Like, so there's lots of ways you could, you could create a loop with the partner that would be so much for me, so much more gratifying because I'd be trying to suss out, you know, how that person's feeling and then doing yeah. things that, and, and I think it would retain some of the Zenness, but it would also yeah. really enhance the kind of intimacy of it, which is, is what I really felt. Like, I just felt like we were two people sitting in the same space, like at a library or a coffee shop in some ways. And it, that was... it, all, it felt really lonely in that, in that way. Yeah. Yep. I, I um, really do yeah. think you could go either way with it, right? Like, it can be a, a game where you, you design your house and, and build it, and it's, you know, you've got these sometimes frantic little mini games and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I think bringing all that together, right, like the, the visual style and how it sort of presents itself, seems a little bit different from how how I experience playing it. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting, uh, sort of an interesting give and take with trying to create that meditative space and still give people something to do and interact with. Um, and, and the level at which you're able to keep them there interacting and or even the need to keep keep the player there and interacting. I mean, we mentioned Verity. Verity is the kind of game where you just come in, you water everything, and then you don't you don't have to. You're there for five minutes, unless you want to kind of just poke around and move move your move your pieces around, basically redecorate, as it were. Um, but then you could you turn it off for a day or two, and you don't have to come back to water those cacti until you know two, three, four days, and it's very low stakes. Um, but it's beautiful and meditative just for that little five minutes or three minutes that you're in there. Um, but how, how would you, you know, th th thinking about that combination of making a game that is meditative and that's creating a, a quiet, livable space like that, but it's not something that you just come in and, and do and then get rid of, or it's not something that you come in and you're, you're frantically tapping mini games all the time. Uh, it's a weird balance between both of those. 
Yeah, and honestly, I I sort of feel like this game should have leaned harder into the the, the meditativeness, right? Like, I I really mm-hmm. do feel like it was just that they wanted they think cats are cute and wanted to give people ways to interact with them, right? Even if they were just sort of surface level, like here's a mini game, even if it's not perfect, you know. Um, but I mean, I I really I'm starting to really enjoy games that take their time and that like sort of for not necessarily force the players to take their time but just you know let people like you don't get punished for missing days yeah or your login bonus and even though there's lots of ads in the game that's one thing that we haven't talked about is it's it's probably where the vast majority of their funding comes from is almost everything is accompanied with an ad um but they're optional you know you can choose to skip them for less love which is sort of funny uh back to talking about <laughs> right. uh, why, how they're incorporating love in the game um if you want less love watch more or fewer ads yeah so yeah i mean there's weird stuff like that but um but yeah it's a part of me wishes that they had leaned a little bit further into the you know because cause you're right, because I mean, I, I mean we, we've talked this to death at this point, I think, but the mini games just, they feel like they're from a different genre of game, and they're a little bit buggy, so it, it feels weird that they're there at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and that that's part, part of my mild frustration is when I, when I, when I'm just playing the game, it's fine, but when I start to think about it as a game designer, that there could even be something to say there. Like the game is really frustrating and everything, but at the end of it, you get love. And that's kind of part of taking care of a pet. Like it is frustrating to do it, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And if they could have just added something in there to connect those two ideas, it would have made it like really impactful kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, it's almost there. I mean, and I still find the game like really delightful, right? Like the game doesn't have to have perfect mini games and, you know, everything be perfectly well thought out for me not to smile every time I open it and I get to take a little picture of my my cat getting into a chip bag or whatever. Yeah, you know? that was fun for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is I think it is still an enjoyable game. I think I think that's something maybe I haven't highlighted as much. I like the Zen aspects of it. I guess it it's just I I'm looking at it from a perspective of there would be really easy things to make it almost not perfect. Um I've a hard time saying a game with ads would be a perfect experience but it it would give it something that would be like that i would want to like show people and be like look really experience this game it's so cool instead it's more of an experience it's like you know what if you're looking to chill out this is a good game but it's not something i would widely recommend i guess yeah well and the the problem too for me like let's let's set the mini games aside let's just pretend they don't even exist so what you're left with i think is has a really nice cute style but my favorite parts were when little interactions would appear that were unusual right so yeah um but the problem with those is that those also were like ad forced so like so the the owl shows up and has a letter for you, and I'm like, oh, a letter! And the first time I did it, I was yeah. so like, oh, come on, really? Yeah, I can I, only I accept absolutely. the letter if I watch an ad. And then the firefly showed up in the garden, and I was like, oh, fireflies! And there's like, oh, for each one you catch, you can get some love if you watch an ad. And I yeah. was like, yeah, it was oh like random. God. Either you get lucky with, and it gives you like ten love or something. Um, uh, but, yeah. And, and but 
but the, I do feel like though some of them were like just ways to get you to watch ads uh, sort of annoyingly. Um, some of them weren't, right? So once you unlock the garden, you start to get little visitors and you get different visitors depending on like how you've decorated your garden. Um, and, and those are just cute little, like you said, little unusual things, but it yeah. is sort of odd that some of them, like those parts that I found delightful, a few of them were just sneaky ways to get you to watch an ad. Yeah. Yep. Whenever so, I clicked on the wrong firefly, I would immediately close the game. I wouldn't yep. watch those. <laughs> I would click on one to see if it was free and it yeah. free hot, free love, and if it wasn't, I would just immediately close that. Right. It's right. it's an interesting way to rage quit a mobile game, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like lowercase r rage quitting. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well, can I ask a question? Um, who do you guys think pays money into a game like this? Like if you're imagining an audience member who's like, oh, I want to pay for some love. Because obviously the ads are probably 80% of their revenue or 90% even, yeah. but, but they're obviously also selling love as a way to... See, I didn't even realize that you could buy more. I never like got to that page where it asked me to spend money on it. So I didn't even know that you could. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't, I'm not, I don't mean this disparagingly, but maybe I kind of do. People <laughs> who don't, who either don't understand the value of money <laughs> or, or people for whom money has no value. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, I and mean, that's like, our like, target audience for mobile games. <laughs> I mean, for, for this game, it would be like, you know, uh, a, a 16 year old who has a job, but only because their parents are making them and they don't actually have to spend money on things. Right. And so it's just kind of there and they're like, oh, why not? I guess. I wonder what the, the main demographic of players of this game is. Uh, uh, I'm sure someone knows that maybe at the company. I Who knows? don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure someone at the company knows. I mean, the obvious answer is like, women <laughs> like 20 something women <laughs> who like to decorate their homes right sure. you think 20 something um, see i i i think that it's either really young and oh i think it's both like really young like uh joe was saying his teenage uh, his teenagers in the house who who said all all his friends played right joe yeah yep and and that but really I also surprised think, me honestly yeah yeah it did me too but i but now i can kind of see it because of the style and uh, there's a huge, I mean, the whole cute uh, quasi-Japanese cute style with cats is just huge. With And I mean, look on Hyperbeard's uh, website, and that's like almost all their games. It's either cats or rabbits. Yeah. Um, um, I may be biased a little bit because I actually got uh, first heard of this game, and it got recommended to me uh, by a the Wholesome Games community that sort of curates and talks about games, not necessarily just games like this, but games like... Games like Animal Crossing and even To the Rescue, like <laughs> to give to you know to plug a little bit. Um, and and then this is a mobile game that they recommended as like a cute little wholesome sort of game. And and that that's and, and that community and that sort of mindset around games is actually growing really big. Uh, but so it's really hard for me to say like what the main audience of a game like this is because it's it's sort of it's it's growing. Well, yeah. in, in terms of monetization, right, like asking who would pay money for it, right, I actually think they do a pretty good job aesthetically, and, and if you kind of ignore some some minor elements uh, in buying 
the hearts mainly allow you to do that, right? So if you're kind of invested in this game, it, it makes you feel good, you check on, check it every day and you want to customize your house, would you rather, you know, watch ads every time you click on something to get like a little bit more uh, currency of the game or just spend five bucks on it uh, once every couple months and then do whatever you want? I can, I can see... Uh, the option being there uh, and appealing to people. That does make a lot of sense. And what's interesting about that to me, so whenever there's a game like this, or maybe not like this, because there's the, sort of the constant currency influx, um, there's, there's been some games I've got on mobile where it's like you download the game for free and it has ads, and then you can pay $3 and remove all the ads. Yep. It's effectively sort of yeah. the same sort of logical leap going on. But in those games, I will usually pay $3 to never have to see an ad again. Likewise. Yep. Once. But in a game like this, it's like, well, it's it sort of feels like a one-time exemption from the ads. But I still feel like there's definitely an audience there, people that, that sort of feel exactly like that about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's just an interesting question for me. Um, because so much of a lot of these mobile games we're playing, really all of them so far, are tied up with monetization, right? So they, they're design decisions. You can never take them at face value. You always have to be asking, what does this have to do with making money? And, and uh, obviously all games are in that state in some sense, right? Any game that's being published. But for games where you're paying all your money up front, the design decisions are much free, freer in terms of designing something you really think people will enjoy regardless of whether they're gonna pay extra money inside the game somehow. Um, yeah. So I, I just think it's worth it for to explore it for every game that we look at that's in this kind of freemium category or ad ad paid category. Well, I mean that line is is you know consistently been breaking down even yeah. more, right? Yep. Like it's less and less that you pay a fixed price, and that's the whole experience. And there isn't any opportunity later on to, to sort of modify that with money. Yep. Games as a service. <laughs> Yep, and even the beginnings of DLC, you know, when, when that first started, right? Um, I mean, Paradox's whole model now, right, is making one game and then selling you DLC for it for a decade. Um, mm -hmm. So, for sure. Yeah, I mean, one, oh. oh, go ahead. So one thing that I thought about was, um, uh, I'm sure that during this time, all mobile games have seen an increase in the amount of playtime, but I bet games like this have seen a bigger increase than other games. Just based on what I've seen, like, you know, Animal Crossing, suddenly everybody's a fan of Animal Crossing. And I bet a lot more games like this that are more calm and not actively making you stressed out. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, like, that's sort of what I was getting at with sort of the wholesome games community growing, right? And that's just a specific example of a general trend of games being for more different types of people and for there being these sort of different experiences that are being captured in games. But I feel like that's being reflected not just in mobile games, but in indie game development as well. Well, yeah, and there's been a huge uptick in, in game downloads in the last two three weeks from steam oh, yeah. and from from <laughs> consoles <What> <laughs> all the, we should, the records being we should broken. put this in a time capsule and then in 30 <laughs> years we can unlock it uh, but yeah i mean it's it's definitely it's a fascinating time when so many industries are struggling right that the games industry is actually this is like a ridiculous moment of opportunity for 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 games which is is a weird thing to say but 
it, it's it's true. I don't know if that's a positive note or a negative note. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I felt kind of embarrassed saying it, but. No, I mean, I feel like it's worth talking about. I mean, on one hand, the industry in general, I don't know if we need to get into a general side effects of coronavirus on the video game industry discussion. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, with lots of uh, industry events getting canceled, there's a huge publicity like disaster that's going on for indie games that rely on events to get word out for their games. But for existing releases and for things like that, like this is a huge boom because so many people are looking for ways to fill their time. And, and those people aren't just the people that sit there and play Overwatch for hundreds and hundreds of hours. It's also, you know, people that just or might be trying games for the first time or, you know, have been passingly interested in, in different sorts of experiences. Who plays Overwatch I mean, bring... for hundreds of hours, Olivia? Huh? <laughs> who does that? I don't know who you're talking about. Bringing that back to this game, though, I mean, um, uh, this is a perfect time for such variety in games, especially, I think, mobile games, because as I said earlier, it's, it's in your pocket, right? It's in the pocket of the, uh, what we would, might call a non-traditional gamer, right? All the time. I mean, my, my sisters can pull up a game like Adorable Home or or Lily's Garden or any of those and be become a game enthusiast uh, uh, in their own way where they never would have been before. And I mean, I think with the quarantine, it's even more so, right? Um, so you're not just seeing just, you know, all of these Uber gamers that do play hundreds of hours of Overwatch. Um, everybody's getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Olivia, is Olivia an Uber gamer? <laughs> Olivia, comma, Uber gamer. That's going on my Have you met Olivia? <laughs> um, Wait, and, what does that make us? <laughs> filthy casuals. I'm, I'm pretty, I am pretty casual, yeah. I mean, I th I've already played my hand here and said that I, I mostly play on mobile now anyway, so uh, I'm, I don't even know if I'm still a gamer. <laughs> God, I don't even know if I can hang out with you guys. No. I well, will. I, I feel like we're sort of wandering off a little bit here. So I don't know yep. if there's much more to talk about this game. And part of that is because it's such a small, simple game. But it is it is definitely one of many similar games that I think it was worth talking about. So do we want to go ahead and give closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I'll jump in with closing thoughts. Um, I Like I said, I don't hate it. I think it's got a... Uh, it's got good potential and some of the things that it does, it does in a kind of a, a nice way. Um, and I can see why some people would really enjoy it a lot. Uh, if it weren't for the kind of jankiness of the mini games and the, the prevalence of the mini games, I think I would have liked it maybe a little bit more. Uh, I liked it a lot as well. I enjoyed my time with it. I just, uh, if, if they could have, it was good, and if they just took, put a little bit more thought into it, it could be really great. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate the uh, the kind of emotion they're going for, and in a lot of ways, I think they do hit that, right? Like, we yeah. we ragged on it a little bit, but, you know, honestly, uh, I think, like, the aesthetic choices uh, really, really lean into that well, and uh, I like, you know, buying stuff for the home and decorating it and um, just the overall design. Uh, there's really just a, a, smooth, a few small things that, that detract from that experience. And I think it's just 
how little time you engage with the game at once, those kind of have a disproportionate effect. But but overall, uh, you know, I enjoyed my time with it. I'm next, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have actually turned me around a little bit. So I was ready to just think about this as something I would never want to do again. But I can see now that with some changes, like maybe I should try out some Zen games. Um, and maybe maybe that experience of kind of meditative, like space-based play um, and kind of mini like very small interactions could be kind of something more enjoyable for me so i came in expecting to shut it down and and now you've kind of opened me up to a possibility so that's my take nice well i mean i i totally agree with everything all of you said so just throwing <laughs> that out there um but yeah i found the game really delightful i i really like the sort of thing that this game's trying to do right it's trying to capture an emotion and sort of a moment in just sort of engaging with the space and seeing people be cozy and, you know, give love to each other. Um, <laughs> and I, I feel like if I think about it as sort of like a small, because the game is really small, there's not a lot of mechanics in it. Uh, it feels like sort of a small experiment, just doing one little thing and trying to evoke one little emotion. Um, and in that way, I really appreciate it and think that it's a, it's a good thing for mobile games to try and do because you, you can engage with them sort of on a, a little bit at a time. Nice. Uh, so what's next? Yeah, Robbie, is it you? Oh, yes. So <laughs> next month, we are going to be playing a another mobile game, obviously. But this one is a port of Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. You may have played it before on another system, but now we're going to play it on uh apple or android it's a little bit more expensive but um than the other apps we've played i think we've played only free ones until now but uh if you want to play along try it it's still cheaper than another video game so all right well thanks so much you guys yeah, thank you. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, this is the part where I mentioned that the music down below us is Plain Loafer by Kevin McLeod. And um, check out his stuff online. A um, uh, little side note, I've seen like him, his name pop up in a couple of different things, just randomly run across him doing other stuff all over the web. So he's like kind of like internet famous. He's got good stuff. <laughs> um, if you played along with us this month with um, Adorable Home, please uh, talk to us about it on the Facebook page or down in the comments below on uh, on the podcast post here at LittleRockGames.com. And um, we look forward to seeing you next month when we play the Final Fantasy mobile game. And until then, bye-bye. Bye. 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 I had to mute myself. Bye. <laughs>